How many of you know what your rocket is from last week? There you go. Very good. Very good. Why did we give people rockets? Because we want you to remember that we are launching on March the 22nd, a second service. And I've been, I encouraged you last week. We gave you little rockets so that you would use those as prayer tokens, prayer reminders. We want to pray for that service. So before we do anything else, I want you to stand up with me this morning. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and we're going to remember the launch. We're going to pray to God for the people that we're going to reach as a church in the future, uh, for those that we're going to reach during Easter, during the Easter seasons, during, during the spring season. We want to pray together for those people this morning. So pray with me, if you will. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege that you have given us. We thank you, Father God, that we are privileged and we are authorized to share your gospel with the world in which we live. We give you praise that you're giving us a heart to speak the truth in love to the world around us, to share the love of Jesus, to share your desire to bring every man, to bring every woman, to bring every child into, uh, into your kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, we call Tahlequah into the kingdom of God. We call NSU into the kingdom of God. We call our school system into the kingdom of God. We declare in the name of Jesus that the gospel is going forth powerfully with full love, with full authority, and that the gospel is the power of God that produces salvation in everyone who receives it. Thank you that we are carriers of the gospel. And that we're going to carry the gospel into this community. Lives will be changed. Families will be healed. Marriages will be fixed. God, thank you in the name of Jesus for what you're going to do. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory for it. Thank you, Lord, that you're using us to change the world. We give you praise for it today in Jesus' name, amen, hallelujah. God's so good, so good to us, so good for us, praise God. He is, he is a God of blessing, and we just praise God for the privilege and opportunity of, I do, just of even sharing the word with you today. I'm going to talk to you today about growing. Everybody say grow. Okay, now, now I want you to get your command voice on. Does everybody have a command voice? Do you have your command voice? Like, like when the, when the dog starts drinking Donna's coffee when she walks out of the room. You know, I, I use my command voice on him. And then, you know, I'm real nice when Donna comes back in because I don't want her to think that anything bad has happened to her cup of coffee. So, you know, there's, there's no reason for her to know if she doesn't see the dog. You know, uh, 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 I use my command voice. And so I want you to use it. I, you know, I, I, I just tell him, Winston, no, get down. You know, I tell him what to do. Back off, back off. So, so I want you to use your command voice. Is everybody ready? You know what your command voice is now? I want, you to, I want you to command the person next to you. Are you ready? This is your opportunity. Be ready. 
tell them, make a command, because we think of this word many times, grow. I want you to use this as a command word. Tell them, grow. Grow. You know, kind of let it come out of your gut, you know. Grow. Grow. It's time for things to, it's time for you to grow. It's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to become everything God has called you to be. God created you for a purpose. God created you for a reason, and he expects that, that you're going to do something, that you're going to complete some things, that you're going to do some things. As we talk over the, next, over the next few weeks and really the next couple of months, we're going to be talking about growth because growth means that we are making an impact. And if we just sit around and we don't do anything, we don't accomplish anything with our lives, we don't accomplish anything with what God has invested in us, then, then, then we, we are not really fulfilling the will of God for our lives. God desires for us to grow, and he desires for us to make impact on the community around us. So, so we need to be uh, speaking that into one another's lives. We need to be speaking that truth into one another's lives. Speaking is a bad word for me to use because I, I see, I not only speak, I sprinkle when I say it. I see stuff going out. You're, you're so fortunate that you're way out there and I'm way up here. But uh, we need to be speaking the word of God over one another. We need to be speaking. We need to be encouraging one another. We need to be empowering one another. And here's the, here's the deal, guys. God has given us everything we need, right? God has given us everything we need. The difference, is between, the difference lies between uh, wh- whether we recognize it or just recognize that, that he's given us some things or whether we use the things he's given us. You can be the most gifted person in the world, but if you're not using your giftings, then, then unfortunately, you are preventing God from doing through you what it is that he desires for you to do. God gifted you for a purpose, and the purpose for which he gifted you was to make impact, praise God. And so each one of us need to realize not only that we are gifted, we need to find our giftings. We need to figure out what it is that God wants us to do. We need to find out what God made us passionate about, and then we need to fulfill that. We need to go after it. It's easy to go after what your flesh wants. Right? Because our flesh has become such a driver to us. But what we've got to do is decide, my flesh is not going to drive me. Have you ever thought about that? You don't get in and say, okay, my car drives me. I mean, you may be able to do that in the near future, car, drive me to work, whatever. But, but, but our cars were not created to drive us. Our cars were created to be driven by us. Your body was not created to drive you. Your body was created to be driven by you. Don't get you and your body so confused that you think if your body wants something, that means you want it. Listen, the Bible says over there in in, in 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, the 23rd verse, I pray, God, that your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's the deal? We've got to recognize that we are primarily spiritual creatures. We are primarily spirits. We are spirit beings created by our Father God. And, and we were given a vessel, and the vessel that we were given is our bodies. And we've got to make decisions that determine what our bodies do. How many of you know you can make your body do something? Right? <laughs> Think about it for a minute. You can make your body do something. If you, you can make your body lift your hand up. You can make your body get up and walk out of this room. You can ha- you have th- you've been given authority over your body. Stop thinking that your body is you. You live in your body. 
but you're, you are your spirit man. You're your inner man, uh, Peter, the, the, the apostle Peter called it. The hidden man of the heart, the one that people don't see. And so what you have to do is, is begin to make a decision. I'm, go, I'm going to be who God's called me to be. I'm going to walk in what God's called me to walk in, and I'm going to begin to do what God's called me to do. Immediately after service this morning, we're going we're gonna, to uh, teach some people and walk some people through the grow element of, of, our, of our growth track. It's, it's step two. Step one, we talked to you about becoming a member and, and, and making sure that you're born again and that you're baptized and all those kind of things. But we do that in step one. We did that last Sunday. Step two is, is making application and, and beginning to say, what can I do that will help me to grow? I'm not just planted. Now I'm going to grow. A bunch of us are, have started planting stuff. Jesus. No, Donna, I mean Donna. Donna went to the... <laughs> Donna went to the, uh, to, to the nursery this weekend and got some plants. Why? Because it's that time of the year. You, you know, the little things are springing up. The trees are beginning to look fuzzy on the edges. You know, things are, things are beginning to grow. You don't, but you don't just buy plants to, 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 uh, ha, to, to look at them. Because if all you do with plants is look at them, then pretty soon they're not very good to look at anymore, Right? You got you to you take those plants, you got to put them in the dirt, you got to put some water on them, you got to take care of them. Why? Because we want those things to grow. And we want to see people grow. So we are planting people, uh, helping people to become planted within the body. It's, it's between, the difference lies between uh, wh- whether we recognize it or, or just recognize that, that he's given us some things or whether we use the things he's given us. You can be the most gifted person in the world, but if you're not using your giftings, then, then unfortunately, you are preventing God from doing through you what it is that he desires for you to do. God gifted you for a purpose, and the purpose for which he gifted you was to make impact, praise God. And so each one of us need to realize not only that we are gifted, we need to find our giftings. We need to figure out what it is that God wants us to do. We need to find out what God made us passionate about. And then we need to fulfill that. We need to go after it. It's easy to go after what your flesh wants. Right? Because our flesh has become such a driver to us. But what we've got to do is decide, my flesh is not going to drive me. Have you ever thought about that? You don't get in and say, okay, my car drives me. I mean, you may be able to do that in the near future, car drive me to work, whatever. But, but, but our cars were not created to drive us. Our cars were created to be driven by us. Your body was not created to drive you. Your body was created to be driven by you. Don't get you and your body so confused that you think if your body wants something, that means you want it. Listen, the Bible says over there in, in, in 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, the 23rd verse, I pray, God, that your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's the deal? We've got to recognize that we are primarily spiritual creatures. We are primarily spirits. We are spirit beings created by our Father God. And, and we were given a vessel, and the vessel that we were given is our bodies. And we've got to make decisions that determine what our bodies do. How many of you know you can make your body do something? Right? <laughs> Think about it for a minute. You can make your body do something. If you, you can make your body lift your hand up. You can make your body get up and walk out of this room. You can ha- you have author- you've been given authority over your body. Stop thinking that your body is you. You live in your body. 
but you're, you are your spirit man. You're your inner man, uh, Peter, the, the, the apostle Peter called it. The hidden man of the heart, the one that people don't see. And so what you have to do is, is begin to make a decision. I'm, I'm going to be who God's called me to be. I'm going to walk in what God's called me to walk in, and I'm going to begin to do what God's called me to do. Immediately after service this morning, we're going we're gonna, to uh, teach some people and walk some people through the grow element of, of, our, of our growth track. It's, it's step two. Step one, we talked to you about becoming a member and, and, and making sure that you're born again and that you're baptized and all those kind of things. But we do that in step one. We did that last Sunday. Step two is, is making application and, and beginning to say, what can I do that will help me to grow? I'm not just planted. Now I'm going to grow. A bunch of us are, have started planting stuff. Je- uh, Jesus. No, Donna, I mean Donna. Donna went to the, <laughs> Donna went to the, uh, to, to the nursery this weekend and got some plants. Why? Because it's that time of the year. You, you know, the little things are springing up. The trees are beginning to look fuzzy on the edges, you know, things are, things are beginning to grow. You don't, but you don't just buy plants to, 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 uh, ha, to, to look at them because if all you do with plants is look at them, then pretty soon they're not very good to look at anymore, right? You got you you to take those plants, you got to put them in the dirt, you got to put some water on them, you got to take care of them. Why? Because we want those things to grow and we want to see people grow. So we are planting people uh, helping people to become planted within the body of Christ so that they can grow and, and begin to accomplish what it is that God wants them to accomplish. Each one of us has a purpose. God has a desire for each one of us. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Guess what that means? God has a plan for you. And when God has a plan for you, guess what he does? He puts whatever you need in your bags, in your baggy old body, you know, to, 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 get the, to get the thing accomplished. God doesn't forget your toothbrush when he packs you up. He, he doesn't forget the extra suit of clothes you're going to need. He doesn't forget anything. God has packed you with what you need to do what it is that he's called you to do and to be who it is that he's called you to be. What you have to do is make some decisions. Okay, I'm going to grow into that. Many times we sit back and we say, well, you know, it's God's responsibility to make me grow no, you're responsible for you and the giftings God has given you. Jesus made that very clear in the Gospels. He gave people gifts, right? He gave us gifts, and now we've got to decide what we're going to do with those gifts and how we're going to use those gifts to, to, to impact the world. So what does it mean to grow? The dictionary defines grow as to increase by natural development as any living organism or its parts by assimilation of nutrients. In other words, we... we, we we eat food, and it helps us to grow. Plants per, uh, receive nutri- nutrients from the soil, helps them to grow, to increase in size or substance. God has called each one of us to grow. And it's as we begin to find our place of growth and begin to allow God to, to impact us and recognize who we are, that we can really begin to do the things God's called us to do. Ephesians 4.11 is where we're going to start. So I want you to open your Bibles, turn in your Bibles over to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So Jesus gave some gifts to the church. He gave, and then, and then he specifies which gifts he's talking about here. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. 
And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So, so the, the ministry, what we call the ministry gifts, the fivefold gifts, uh, prophet, apostle, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, their job is to equip people so that people can do the work of the ministry. Their job is to equip people so that the people can do the work of the ministry. And many times we, we forget, we, we, we think, well, those people are gifted, and so we're just going to let them preach, and we're going to let them do all the ministry. No, their job is to get you to do the work of the ministry, to give you what you need to equip, is to, is to give, to supply you with what you need so that you can rise up and become everything God wants you to be. It's our job, the ministers on the pastoral team, it's our job to equip you, to help you to grow, to help you to begin to reach out, to begin to recognize who you are and what God has placed on the inside of you so that you'll begin to do something with it. Now, sometimes we have to slap you around and say, you are not your body. Because many times we say, well, I don't feel very good. because you know, I don't feel like I can, I don't feel like... We, we, so many times we're motivated by our feelings and our emotions, but what we've got to do is recognize we are not our feelings and our emotions. Our feelings and our emotions are just a part of us, and we have to do something with them. In the same way, you have to tell your body, we're hungry, so let's get up to the, go to the kitchen and get something to eat, or let's go do some of the other things that we need to do. If you don't make your body do those things, those things don't happen. The same thing is true spiritually. If you don't recognize that you're gifted and begin to do something with those gifts, what God wants to accomplish through you and the giftings he's placed within you that you are responsible for will not make the impact that God has created you for. Look with me. Over in Romans, the 12th chapter, not going to show up on the screen, Romans chapter 12. So get over there with me. Praise God. Romans, the 12th chapter. We're going to start at verse 1, believe it or not. Romans 12, 1. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. What does the scripture say you're supposed to do with your body? Give it to God. You're supposed to surrender your body to God, right? Give your body to God. And I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all that he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to worship him. What's the truth? Eat food and it helps us to grow plants, receive nutrients from the soil, helps them to grow, to increase in size or substance. God has called each one of us to grow. And it's as we begin to find our place of growth and begin to allow God to, to impact us and in, in, in recognize who we are that we can really begin to do the things God's called us to do. Ephesians 4.11 is where we're going to start. So I want you to open your Bibles, turn in your Bibles over to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So Jesus gave some gifts to the church. He gave, and then, and then he specifies which gifts he's talking about here. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. 
And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So, so the, the ministry, what we call the ministry gifts, the fivefold gifts, uh, prophet, apostle, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, their job is to equip people so that people can do the work of the ministry. Their job is to equip people so that the people can do the work of the ministry. Many times we, we forget, we, we, we think, well, those people are gifted, and so we're just going to let them preach, and we're going to let them do all the ministry. No, their job is to get you to do the work of the ministry, to give you what you need to equip, is to, is to give, to supply you with what you need so that you can rise up and become everything God wants you to be. It's our job, the ministers on the pastoral team, it's our job to equip you, to help you to grow, to help you to begin to reach out, to begin to recognize who you are and what God has placed on the inside of you so that you'll begin to do something with it. Now, sometimes we have to slap you around and say, you are not your body. Because many times we say, well, I don't feel very good. because you know, I don't feel like I can, I don't feel like... We, we, so many times we're motivated by our feelings and our emotions, but what we've got to do is recognize we are not our feelings are in our emotions. Our feelings and our emotions are just a part of us, and we have to do something with them. In the same way, you have to tell your body, we're hungry, so let's get up to the, go to the kitchen and get something to eat, or let's go do some of the other things that we need to do. If you don't make your body do those things, those things don't happen. The same thing is true spiritually. If you don't recognize that you're gifted and begin to do something with those gifts, what God wants to accomplish through you and the giftings he's placed within you that you are responsible for will not make the impact that God has created you for. Look with me. Over in Romans, the 12th chapter, not going to show up on the screen, Romans chapter 12. So get over there with me. Praise God. Romans the 12th chapter. We're going to start at verse 1, believe it or not. Romans 12, 1. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. What does the scripture say you're supposed to do with your body? Give it to God. You're supposed to surrender your body to God, right? Give your body to God. And I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all that he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to worship him. What's the true way to worship God? Well, you know, it's, it's to jump up and down and scream out in tongues and run around the building. No, the true way to worship God is not to become all emotional about God. It's to give your body to God and say, God, I'm going to do what you created me to do. I'm going to be what you created me to be. The true way of worship isn't singing out really loud and thrashing your hands around in the air. You know, if you want to, if you want to do that, we can, we can, we can, we can uh, get along with you doing that here. We don't mind if you, if you get involved in worship. We don't mind if you sing. We don't, mind if you, we don't mind if you dance. We don't mind if you jump up and down. But here's the thing. We want you to truly worship, not just make a show of it. So, so we, need to, we need to truly worship God. This is the true way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think 
And then, you'll, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And then Paul says this, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our body has many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Now here's, here's the thing that we have to grab a hold of and we have to, we have to realize. God uh, put me in the body of Christ. He saved me and he has something he wants to do for me. But the scripture says that we, need, that, that we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. We need to evaluate how God has gifted us. We need to evaluate what God has put on the inside of us so that we can use that effectively for, for the work of the ministry to grow the body of Christ. Do you see that? Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Are you with me? Hello. Is there anybody out there? Cool. Okay. Here we go. God has a plan for your life. He didn't save you just so you could come to church on, on, on Sunday mornings and keep a chair warm. He saved you to use you to impact the community, to do the work of the ministry. God wants to accomplish the work of the ministry through you. You are gifted by God to do the work of the ministry. He, he, he called me to encourage you and to empower you to do the work of the ministry. And so we want, we want to encourage you, we want to equip you, we want to help you in any way we can to discover what your giftings are, what your passions are, what, what, it, what kind of faith God has given, in you, given to you, what God wants to do through you. And that's the reason we do those classes every other, every, every other uh, month. It's to help you find your giftings, to help you discover what do I think I am created to do? What do I think I'm created to be? God didn't create you just to watch television and, and, and eat pizza until he calls you home to heaven. He didn't call you just to work your job and, and watch television and eat pizza. No, he, didn't, he created you to do something glorious. God created you for his glory. He created you to do something glorious with you. And so you've got to, get, you've got to make the connection with that, so so the apostle Paul said, uh, "Don't think you're you're more high. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. So don't think you know. Well, there's there's jobs that are just too lowly for me in the body of Christ. I had somebody one time was very gifted in uh, very technically gifted, and and I, I so I, I spoke to them because they'd been talking about you know how they were being used at work and what they were doing and stuff. And I said, hey." Have you ever thought about to become all emotional about God? It's to give your body to God and say, God, I'm going to do what you created me to do. I'm going to be what you created me to be. The true way of worship isn't singing out really loud and thrashing your hands around in the air. You know, if you want to, if you want to do that, we can, we can, we can, we can uh, get along with you doing that here. We don't mind if you, if you get involved in worship. We don't mind if you sing. We don't, mind if you, we don't mind if you dance. We don't mind if you jump up and down. But here's the thing. We want you to truly worship, not just make a show of it. So, so we, need to, we need to truly worship God. This is the true way to worship Him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. 
And then, you'll, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And then Paul says this, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our body has many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Now here's, here's the thing that we have to grab a hold of and we have to, we have to realize. God uh, put me in the body of Christ. He saved me and he has something he wants to do for me. But the scripture says that we, need, that, that we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. We need to evaluate how God has gifted us. We need to evaluate what God has put on the inside of us so that we can use that effectively for, for the work of the ministry to grow the body of Christ. Do you see that? Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Are you with me? Hello. Is there anybody out there? Cool. Okay. Here we go. God has a plan for your life. He didn't save you just so you could come to church on, on, on Sunday mornings and keep a chair warm. He saved you to use you to impact the community, to do the work of the ministry. God wants to accomplish the work of the ministry through you. You are gifted by God to do the work of the ministry. He, he, he called me to encourage you and to empower you to do the work of the ministry. And so we want, we want to encourage you, we want to equip you, we want to help you in any way we can to discover what your giftings are, what your passions are, what, what, it, what kind of faith God has given, in you, given to you, what God wants to do through you. And that's 